Welcome to CII Podcasts. Welcome to another interesting episode of the CII Podcast. And today we'll be talking about supply chain solutions and how they can strengthen the manufacturing sector in India. India's manufacturing sector contributes about 16% of the country's GDP, but is in need of major technological innovation to really transform. Logistical and technical issues hamper the working of many small and medium-sized firms in particular. and there is a need to upskill workers and digitize processes in order to compete with the rest of the world building a local self-reliant manufacturing sector has been the aim of the government for a while now and its importance was underscored by the global supply chain disruptions that the covid-19 pandemic brought but what are the kinds of modern solutions available to firms today to really ramp up manufacturing how can they be supported to make newer and better products while getting smooth access to the suppliers and infrastructure that they need these are the questions we will take up today with amrit acharya co-founder and ceo of zetwork a company that is looking precisely at these questions by building one of the country's largest b2b manufacturing networks amrit brings diverse experience in the field of technology manufacturing and investments gathered in his previous stints with ITC Limited in India and McKinsey in the US. He has a degree in electrical engineering from IIT Madras and an MBA from Haas School of Business, University of California. So Amrit, thank you so much for making time for us today and joining us on the CII podcast. Thank thanks for having me. Right, so Amrit, I sort of covered a lot in the introduction there, but can you sort of expand on that? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about what Zetwork does and the journey so far? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Bhubaneswar, that's where I'm from. Um, I was there till my undergrad, which I did in Chennai at IIT Madras. Um, I graduated in 2010 and joined ITC as a management trainee. Uh, my first job there was to build a new factory for them in Mysore. so that's how i really got my that was my first you know intro into the whole world of you know, manufacturing etc really fell in love with manufacturing back then um and and uh, you know did that for you know two years then i stayed in itc for two more years uh, after which i spent some time in the us uh, with uh, business school and and with my mba but fairly quickly realized i want to come back to india and and when i came back um, me and my co-founder when we started that work we just looked at you know what each of us had done in our kind of past in in our you know prior years of experience um for me like it it um, it felt like the challenges i had encountered when i was trying to build a factory at itc had not really been solved uh, the process was still the same at one point i was managing hundreds of crores of spend over you know google sheets excel very difficult for me to keep track of what was going on and and uh, got to 2018 when i had come back from the us you know we felt like not much had changed uh, my co-founder shinath his family business was into manufacturing um, so that's how you know zetwork kind of came together we wanted to solve a pain point which we uh, identified with individually uh, in in different uh, avatars and and uh, and uh, yeah it really resonated with uh, i guess a broader set of people because over the last 4 years uh, you know we have we have been building that work into into what it is today and and uh, yeah in some ways we have come a long way but in some ways we have lot lot of ways to go 
Right, thank you. And you know, I think the next question will take us really into what uh, what Zetwork does and why the work is so important. Um, so you know, how how are new emerging supply chain solutions or service providers? How are they identifying and solving problems in the manufacturing space in India? If you could give us a sort of a broad perspective on that, and yeah. uh, you know, particularly for for SMEs in particular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if you look at what we do, we are basically you know uh, a company that convert helps convert di- di- digital designs into physical products across a wide range of industries. At at its core, we are offering customers. a reliable network to get products made on time uh quality being as per their expectations and you know pricing being under their budget so it really comes down to cost quality and time if you're able to solve it for a customer once it's a transactional relationship but if you do it many times it becomes very strategic and and uh, ultimately from a customer's point of view uh, they start thinking of us as a very reliable partner towards solving these pain points and these pain points are very common if you talk to most of these customers and these are large companies in india you know i'm sure a lot of them are cia members like if they want a custom part made through a let's say an sme it will take 30 days to discover who is the right uh, uh, sme in terms of what skills capabilities they have what machines they have what products have they made before the you will get all kinds of responses if you take just time as an example some person will say 30 days some person will say 40 days some person will say 60 days and then once you place an order that 30 day commitment is no longer met you know it is very common for the customer to discover on the 30th day that you know work has not started um and i'm not saying this is representative of all SMEs but it 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 is uh, you know it is a fairly common issue and when you talk to the suppliers you know they'll have their own different challenges you know look i didn't get the drawings on time from the customer um i didn't uh, i haven't got my payments from my previous customer um i was you know busy with some, with something else right so there is uh, there's a lot of context but ultimately the experience suffers uh, so what we set out to do was how do we offer a standardized the reliable uh, experience for both customers and suppliers uh by by addressing the pain points which which were unique to them um and i think yeah that that's that's been part of what has helped the company grow right thank you that's a really interesting answer and i think it really gets into you know the nitty gritties of manufacturing and why some companies face difficulties um in ramping up um i wanted to ask you according to you what are some of the growth levers for businesses in the manufacturing space you know right now and also going forward yeah i mean is very uh, no one size fits all answer it really depends on the industry i think what we are seeing right now broadly speaking is uh, really a golden moment for indian manufacturing a um, lot of it is driven by you know, this global changes that are happening uh, you know some of the things we have read in the news you know apple setting up um in a lot of manufacturing capacity in india by their partners uh, but it is not really limited to that one one or two companies it is a fairly uh, pervasive team we are seeing almost in our case 20% of our revenues coming from customers outside india uh, and and these are often times customers who are buying from india for the first time uh, if you talk to the same customers why had you not tried india before like you would say that there are similar reasons you know which was very unreliable we were uh, not able to get the quality we expected 
but uh, you know we still have a long way to go as the economy but you know a lot of people are willing to try and and um, and uh, you know really uh, invest into the country today so international is a big team that we see uh, and, and and if it's relevant for us i'm sure it's relevant for uh, most of the industry uh, the second big team is uh, on uh, which is which is similar to imp- international but the opposite which is uh, we import a lot of stuff as a country now there's a whole push to you know, can we make these products in india um, and we're seeing that in electronics we're seeing that in aerospace uh, some of it is being driven by regulation you know that the regulatory environment is friendly that uh, how do we um, you know through policy incentivize certain manufacturing sectors whether it is pli whether it is you know the in uh, tax taxation or some or some other levers how do we incentivize more and more stuff to be made in india for consumption in india and then of course it can be exported also uh, um so you know both these teams are relevant the third thing we see is you know again like um, the private capex is uh, you know the booming in a big way in in india right now like you look at most co- companies they are expanding their capacities uh, a because there is more certainty about what the economy will look like 5 years from now 10 years from now so just a stable operating environment with you know strong tailwinds i think these are some opportunities that that are relevant for most companies yeah i thank you so much for that answer i really like that i really like that answer because it you know it kind of encapsulates two big challenges that um, that we see going forward one is you know manufacturing um, in india for an international clientele which is you know perhaps not been a traditional area of strength and the other is this big imperative of course to make in india and you know um be self sufficient in manufacturing um now you know um when we're talking about supply chain solutions really bolstering these aspects we are we have to sort of explore not just the industries that were there but also the uh, sunrise sectors in india and you know that's perhaps where you know a new way of doing business new way of doing things that's where you know very modern supply chain solution providers like yourself can really make an impact um so you, you know you do you want to give us an overview of these sectors and perhaps you know how will a service like yours uh, a company like yours you know and what you do really bolster these sectors yeah i mean the i mean in in some way like manufacturing um is a traditional industry and and sometimes the solutions can be very traditional also uh so we look at ourselves in some sort of similar way like we want to be you know boringly predictable that you know if if uh, if you expect a part made in 30 days if you want quality to be a certain spec and if you want you know the pricing to be something that is will meet your budget you know they, we don't want any surprises on that i think uh, customers are happy uh, suppliers are happy we are happy right uh, but how do you do that which runs like an engine you know once 10 times 100 times 1000 times a million times I think that's where the challenge happens. And software, we have seen plays a big role. Uh, the the you can do it in somewhat of a manual way for like thousand transactions, but it's really impossible to do it when your scale reaches like a million transactions. And and uh, it again boils down to the same questions of cost, quality, and time. Today, when we run a project, um, we are run you know at any point of time there are ten thousand plus live projects. uh we are executing for various customers 
for each of these we know as a business it is 10% done it is 20% done it is 50% done or is it 100% done uh, here are some latest photographs from the location of the manufacturing uh, here is the bottleneck you know which needs fixing uh if if the entire country run ran like that i'm sure there are a lot of uh, efficiencies which could be unlocked we keep hearing that you know there is so much wastage of um, in terms of time things never get done on time uh if if the economy entirely geared up that yeah, we can and sometimes these decisions are cultural we are, as a society sometimes okay to trade cost with time we can wait an extra week if we can save a little bit of money uh, but that that shift in attitude combined with software which just like really holds you accountable that you are no we are behind schedule we are behind schedule for xyz reason we really owe it to the customer to you know to to fix this uh, and you do it at scale i think that is what has been missing in in the in the economy broadly and and these tools frankly also didn't exist um and 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 uh, you know interestingly for us our journey as a company we started as a software company we wanted to sell these tools for other customers uh we found it really difficult to sell these tools uh in india you know it was just a long sales cycle so you know we in some way pivoted to start using our software ourselves uh and and in some way you know a, a lot of parts whatever we have achieved we can attribute to some of that we would really hope that companies are more open minded about adopting software uh sometimes the return on investment is not super easy to measure uh in a in a math equation but over a long enough time horizon you take one year five years it will pay off for itself you will reduce errors uh, you will increase speed and your business will be able to achieve a much larger scale than than it can without uh, we are we are more than happy to share our software uh, i think we have been very forthcoming with that but uh, we have found it difficult to sell in it uh, as a purely you know just the software part. but there are a lot of companies which offer bits and pieces of these solutions so you know that would be kind of like yeah i think one thing which i'm sure it will happen like as the country naturally evolves where um, you know the the demand picks up in a way that supply is not able to cater to that's sometimes a catalyst for digital adoption uh, we saw something similar during covid as well that uh, you know a little bit of kind of force fitting happened that your yeah, companies had to become a little bit more digital uh, post covid and pre covid uh, over a long enough time horizon it just makes sense that business will evolve into that direction but uh, yeah i mean we can all be just all be a little bit forward thinking uh, as well right and uh, you know just the the second part of my um, earlier question we were talking a little bit about sunrise sectors in india so you know yeah. in terms of where do you what is your identification of these sectors and what are the opportunities there yeah i mean uh, it's uh, yeah there's a lot of momentum in various different industries like consumer electronics we see extremely strong momentum uh, there is a lot of like if there is supply demand is infinite you know in some way the equation of their industry looks like that the problem is you know there is very little high quality supply in the country we were importing a lot of product from you know other country we want to change that as an economy but it doesn't happen overnight you know demand can move overnight but supply can't move overnight it takes a year to build a factory that is world class but truly we are seeing that uh, uh, momentum very strongly like every customer we speak to like yeah if we are able to solve for supply there is like 
pick a number hundreds thousands of crores of demand available for for uh, various categories you know and we have taken a position in headphones earphones smartwatches these these are emerging categories within electronics but this theme is pretty much applicable across the board uh, once you supply solve for that layer one the layer two ecosystem comes in which is the components uh, initially you'd start with just assembly but then you get into components you get into plastic side you get into the sheet metal side so there is a lot of opportunities there uh, similarly we see opportunities in aerospace like india i think is poised to become an aerospace hub a uh, lot of we saw recently again boeing tata announced a big joint venture uh you know there are companies custom com- global aerospace companies are looking for solutions again some of it is driven by regulation in india you know uh, some some of the aircraft that is sold in india needs to be built in india and and um, that you know doesn't happen as much today but it should happen over a period of time so the advantage we have as an economy is we have such a strong demand center that you know we can really uh, incentivize products that are sold in india in you know, a some part of it should be made in india and as an economy it is difficult to ignore india you know in a way that was possible let's say 10 years ago so aerospace electronics definitely two very very sunrise sectors uh, the advantage of aerospace again is you know the supply chain is similar to auto india is very strong in auto already we already export so much in auto so you know the same machine shop which is a five axis machine Uh, for auto can be repurposed for aerospace uh, but uh, again it's it's not an easy end- industry to enter um yeah these are the some things i can think of top of mind yeah right uh, thank you once again and you know i think we we've covered this point um you know over the course of the conversation and i think you know your last answer really got to the heart of it which is that you know if you solve the supply issue then you know in terms of demand the sky is the limit really so just i wanted you to sort of get a, get a sense from you this this idea of the unbreakable supply chain um which is what ultimately zwork tries to provide um what is the real impact that it can have on manufacturing operations across businesses is there something perhaps like an example that you can cite or um a company that you worked with where you've really seen the potential unlocked no i mean we have very good examples like if you look at auto as an industry like auto is one of the most optimized supply chains the car maker knows that this year i will make 1 lakh cars their supplier will make 4 lakh doors their supplier will make 4 lakh door handles a very very streamlined supply chain and uh, because it is so streamlined they also often co-locate with each other sometimes there is equity relationships with between the oems and and the suppliers and you know you see large companies being built which are either the oems which are the car makers or their tier 1 suppliers uh, just because it is such a organized and predictable supply chain to the point where the industry industry moved into just in time inventory that you know i really really want to you know extract the maximum efficiency that is possible lot of this comes because there is predictability at the top you know there we know that this year we will make one 1 lakh cars and hence everybody can plan and they can plan and they can lock into each other for not just one year contracts but sometimes five year contracts i think every industry should aspire to become like auto you know the uh, it is it is uh, you know every industry does not have that same flavor of demand predictability uh, but if that can be solved through some other channels i think there are that's a you know great example and india is pretty world class in auto already so you know we we don't need to look far 
um we in some way want to offer that experience to our customers like again that boringly predictable highly reliable no surprises supply chain um and and uh, you know in our case we have the advantage of going flexibility on capacity we can ramp up or ramp down uh, because we are asset light as a model um but but really the unbreakable part in my mind the word that first came to me was again that reliability no negative surprises highly certain supply chain highly optimized supply chain uh, yeah there are great examples in in our in our uh, country as well right and you know as we nearing the end uh, of this discussion i wanted to ask you amrit what role will you know new supply chain solutions uh, and many of them could be driven by startups um you know what role will these supply chain solutions play in strengthening india's position in the global manufacturing space over the next say you know 5 10 years yeah i mean see the core of it is digitization like uh, and again digitization should be a philosophy versus an roi like uh, like i'll give a very simple example like we have software that whenever we have to load a truck uh, there are a lot of documentation that needs to be made it's a packing list is a invoice etc Uh, with us, all these documentation gets generated in like ten seconds because the entire flow is digital from start to finish. In the offline world, it can sometimes take five to six hours, and uh, we just ignore that cost on the economy. It's five to six hours per truck. You add it across what thousands of trucks, so much hours are being lost in the economy. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, again, like this is this is a very niche use case for us. We have many other use cases. but just one simple feature saves so much uh, time across the entire end of supply chain um so i would really say that you know either these things can be discovered um, uh, internally but you know maybe the large companies can afford to build it in house but not every company has the wherewithal to build software uh, so there are a lot of companies whose primary business is to sell software for these use cases uh you know in india we have not gotten to that point where uh, unlike the us where you know buying software is a relatively simpler decision but uh, would really encourage that uh, i think uh, people to give you know startups especially who are solving very technical problems which may be niche uh, but uh, assuming the pricing makes sense like it, it will definitely pay off in the long run the second second thing is uh, you know there is lot of services which when aggregated uh, can be serviced at a lower price point like uh, buying raw raw material as an example it's it's a uh, when melding people group together to buy raw material the price they can unlock is sometimes better than each of these individual companies stand alone uh, so there are lot of companies you know we also offer the service of helping buy raw material at a at a kind of price point which you know these companies are not able to uh, source directly uh, so either a services angle or a technology angle are two opportunities where the startups can uh, work with uh, you know uh, like current uh, economy companies uh, i think if the collaboration is high sometimes new use cases get discovered through the whole co-creation process um, and and i think both companies tend to benefit Okay um thank you so much um, Amrit I think that was a really fascinating discussion I think it gives us a lot of pointers 
um going ahead to what manufacturing might look like um you know when it start when the industry starts incorporating solutions like the ones that zetwork provides and i'd like to thank you so much for joining us on the cii podcast today thanks a lot for having me thank you for listening to cii podcasts